Welcome to Color Me Dead. This is a true crime podcast, and we talk about murder and fuckery most foul in detail while using the darkest of humor. If you don't like words like fuck and cunt, then you probably shouldn't listen. But if you do, then join us while we fuck your feelings. Okay. This is episode 134. We are part two of Lori Val. Holy shit. And it's, it's like three years for Color Me Dead. Well, not since we've been here. It really is three years since it's been going now. Because it started in May or yeah. something. Yeah. No, that's right. Three yeah. year yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't oh, you don't know. Don't you know. You guys should take yourselves out to dinner. <laughs> we yeah, would, we but they're closed. Um, <clears throat> but right now, we um, are practicing social distancing, so... I don't, we'll eat out when it's safe. It's ready. That's what they want you to believe. I told my kids, I'm going to give it three weeks and see what happens. And then we can reevaluate with how much we're going to go into public. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, right? At this particular juncture, I don't trust anything anyone says anymore Mm-mm. about this virus. So I realize that they're reopening the dining rooms. I'm not going to go in there and do that just yet. Cause I feel like somewhere the government was like, Hey man, we didn't infect enough. So Let's we need to reopen this, this really up. quick and have a really hard, like we've had people sheltered in place. They've been quarantining, 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 and these people are going crazy. Lift the ban. Let them go into public. People are going to run into public. Everybody's going to get sick. More people going to die. Government is over there just like, Mwah. well, my brother said in Salt Lake that there was a lot of people at the stores until they lifted the ban and then it kind of like slowed down and I was like it was the opposite here because I went to the store last week for the first time in like two <clears> weeks <throat> I actually went in because I needed stuff that kept they kept saying was out of stock online so I went in the store which oh, right. they had it in the fucking store if you go at the right time and it wasn't very busy and this was on like Wednesday then Saturday I went again to get a few things and it was fucking slammed Slam just between Wednesday and Saturday with our bands being lifted, slammed, and the slammed. whole town was. Are you guys ready? You like I'm... to do it? You like to hit? Here hit go. Here go. Hey, just so people know, we're Angel and Nikki from Color Me Dead. Oh yeah, hey guys. If you uh, want, if you want to check us out on social media, you can do so. Uh, we're on Instagram at Color Me Dead Podcast, Gory underscore Nikki, and Color Me Dead Angel. If you want to be ignored on Twitter, we're Color Me Dead Pod. And of course, we have the Facebook page and the group page if you guys are interested. Just Color Me Dead. Look us up. There we are. You'll find us. If you want to um, go check us out, if you want to, I don't know what I'm trying to say, you can go to ageofradio.org. <laughs> you can listen to our show. You can donate to our Patreon there, too, and see other shows in our little network that we call Age of Radio. Suppose you guys want to send us something in the actual mail. P.O. Box 1610, Vernal, Utah, 84078. And you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com. I believe it's slash color me dead. Search us. I'm failing today. I don't know. But thanks to everybody that continued to donate you're through all, these tough times. Yes, you're all getting ready to get a lot of treats. I was waiting for <clears> things <throat> to come in, and it all finally got here, so I'm going to go take my one swoop to the post office and send all that shits out. All your shits. All the shits. And if you don't want to donate to Patreon, but you want some shits, 
You can go to <laughs> colormedeadpod.threadless.com. It has the best shits. All the shits. And it has our, our names on the shits. <laughs> also, I want to say a huge thank you to Amanda Perry oh from LaGras Creations. She put together some amazing keychains, magnets, earrings, mugs, tumblers. I mean, my shirts. This chick does it all, and it's awesome. She's got this really cool engraving tool, mm-hmm. and she's making custom things that way. Anyway, go pa- check her out. And Patreons will soon be receiving some of her goods. The goods. We will the be, shits. We'll announce it soon, but she's also going to do a cup campaign. So it'll be a cool Color Me Dead cup that you can purchase. A cup you can purchase. You can purchase a cup. <laughs> Just one cup. So... Moving along. We have a guest. Of course. A special guest. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) David is in studio for the continuation of Lori Vallow. We couldn't do the continuation without him because he wrote it. Um, He is the brains of this operation. He is the know-all of the Lori (laughs) Vallow. And so, with no further adieus... Say, hey, what's up? Take it away. Take it away, So, dive. we left off... Excuse- we left off late January, I believe. The crazy thing about this story is so much crap happens in just a short amount of time. So, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get towards the end. So, right now, January 26th is where we're at. Uh, the two nutbags are in fucking Hawaii, chilling, relaxing. With their chins. With their chins. <laughs> All of Chad's chins are there. Chinny, chinny, Chad. Chinny, chinny, Chad is all there with the all the tater. chins. Chad the tater. Uh, all right. So on, on January 26th, late in January, uh, law enforcement in Kauai, Hawaii, served a search warrant for the condo that Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell are renting. Officers observed there is no signs of children's or children's. There is no signs of children. There were no signs of them children's. There no children's running around. Uh... However, they did confiscate two beach lawn chairs out of the garage. Uh, There were two exercise mats in the garage. There were only two beach towels in the garage. Uh, There were no items in the garage or condo that appeared to belong to a minor child. There was no evidence of a seven-year-old boy example, clothes, toys, books, medication, etc. There was a second room in the condo that had no signs of being lived there. So they had a two-bedroom condo. Uh, One of the rooms looked undisturbed. Hmm. So Nate Nate Easton from Eden. East Idaho News pursues the couple to question them about the whereabouts of their children who have went missing for four months. Um, basically, Jesus. all these, yeah, they followed them down the driveway and was just kind of drilling them about the kids. And uh, all they really said was no comment, no comment. Um, at one point, uh, Nate said, hey, we've got everybody, you know, everybody across the nation is praying for your kids. And she said, well, good for them. That was her comment. Oh, and that rigid fucking face. Good for them. Who? The people praying or the children? Because she probably meant the people. Well, good for them. Yeah. Like, no. It was about. Paint a rose on your nose. She she shows zero concern about these kids. And I don't like her face. and Her upside down frowny smile. Her fish mouth. Yeah. Oh, you guys should have seen her. Friday they had the. I, we, I won't give too many details away, but Friday they had the hearing for their reduction in bail again. Mm-hmm. This is their third one, and it 
was hilarious. Her 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 lawyer shows up and he looks like he's been on like a two week bender. He's got <laughs> he's got like unshaven like scruff. Not like he was trying to grow out a beard. Like scruffy. Um, he had suntan lines from sunglasses. Like he'd been, oh like, no! Like he'd been at fucking Cabo San Lucas he's for the like, last couple of weeks or like, something. Guys, it's warm outside finally, so <laughs> I don't know amazing. what's going on here, but I'm here. What more can you ask for? This so, case is fucked anyway, but I'm here. One little detail I will I will share is he started uh, a good portion of his argument was speculation. You know, um, I feel like they're doing this or I feel like this is happening. And the judge uh, finally, she she railed him the whole day. It was a two hour conversation about reduction like, of bail. This is not therapy. It's oh, not what we feel. <laughs> I, well, yeah, that's exact. So he was he was saying like, well, I know that I, I know they were recording our phone calls Um or recording our conversations in the jail. And uh, the judge was like, well, do you have proof of that? And he's like, it's just a gut feeling. <laughs> and finally, she, finally, after a while, she's like, listen, unless you have an affidavit about what you're saying, unless you ha- have something, some facts that you want to uh, put down on the table, I'm going to go off your sworn statement. And if you're willing to put your bar license up here on the stand on, on your sworn statements that this stuff is actually happening, then that, then we can go that route. <clears throat> then I will take your speculation. But if this, you know, basically saying, put your career on the line and back up what you're saying. And he was, then he was like, uh, or anyways, and he just uh, <laughs> moved on so. to the next. It was, it was awesome. She, she railed him. It was good. Damn. And she didn't reduce the bail. So it's still a million. Oh, <clears throat> so, January twenty January twenty ninth, towards still towards the end of January, Kay and Larry Woodcock file for emergency guardianship of JJ Vallow in Rexburg, Idaho. Now remember, Tylee isn't uh, isn't really theirs. That that's not part of their family. Right. Um, so they they only filed for emergency guardianship of JJ. Same day, Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow repeatedly clear out of the condo they were renting in the villas on the Prince community. They ale- allegedly moved to Kauai Beach Resort. Mm-hmm. End of January, Sydney Woodbury Shank is interviewed by Rec- Rexburg Police Department. Um, same day, Lori Vallow defies the court order and does not produce the kids in Idaho to the Department of Health or Welfare, uh, Health and Welfare or Rexburg Police Department, risking potential civil and criminal consequences. Dun dun dun. <laughs> same day, Lori Vallow retains Daniel Hempy as an attorney in Kauai, Hawaii. The next day, Lori Vallow accesses J.J. Vallow's app from his old school again. Remember, he was withdrew, withdrew, withdrew. He withdrawed. He withdrew the beneficiary. With, he, the beneficiaries. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking of old shit. I'm toilet plunging. The the, pri- <laughs> <laughs> the previous beneficiaries the, the were withdrew. Withdrew. So he was withdrawn they... on September 15th of 2019. Fuckers. All right, early February, Lori Vallow has her church records transferred to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Kauai, Hawaii. Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow's names were not included on the record. Chad Daybell hadn't transferred his records at the new ward yet. February, Colby Ryan's mother-in-law, Carrie O'Neill Benson, launches a GoFundMe to raise $15,000 for Colby, which Colby is the son of Lori and Charles, citing financial burdens resulting from the family crisis. Uh, Side note that the goal has since been reduced to 7,500 since it went public. Um, February, Lori Vallow and her new husband, Chad Daybell, start attending the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Kauai. As of January 2nd, 
A spokesperson for the church had not confirmed or denied whether Chad Daybell has been excommunicated or is still a member. But the fact that he didn't have his records transferred might tell you. There's trouble in paradise. Trouble in paradise. Early I in February. I just think he's a less active. Maybe he's gone inactive. No, there's no inactive. It's less active. Oh, that's right. A couple days later, Lori Vallow accesses J.J. Vallow's app from his old school again. Approximate date. What? Why? I, just, this, I don't know why. This is the shit that makes my brain keep me up at night. Laying in bed. And out of nowhere, I'll be like, why the fuck is she still looking at his records? I don't know what. <laughs> I'm going to make this the new Jean Benet. Uh-huh. Like Brain Weasel. Uh, same day, approximate date, officials at Life Academy, JJ's former school in Chandler, Arizona, <laughs> that Lori Vallow withdrew from in September of 19, removes Lori's access to the app after discovering she had continued to access the app to get updates. The dates she accessed were two days after he, uh, he was withdrawn, September 7th, 1121, 12-9, 12-20, 1-8, 1-31, and 2-4. So that's how many times she accessed that app since she took him out of school. I just want to know what she was looking for. Don't we all? A notable <laughs> is on, on that on the December 20th, though. That, uh, that coincides with the date Rexburg police announced the investigation into the disappearance of Tylee Ryan and J.J. Vallow. So she checked it. The same day, the cops announced they were they were uh, that they're they're missing. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering, like I'm trying to mull over logical reasons she would do that, and I'm wondering if um, she was logging in that into that app to see if there was any information added by educators or administration regarding his any notes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, same day, East Idaho News publishes surveillance footage of the self-storage plus unit. Lori Vallow rented in Rexburg, Idaho. There's, this is where there's some trippy shit in that too. February 5th, Rich Robertson, a private investigator hired by Brandon Boudreaux, comes forward to say Boudreaux identifies Alex Cox as the shooter in Arizona. You guys remember when Alex was shot or uh, Brandon uh-huh. was shot at? This is Melanie's right. ex-husband. So it comes out that he announces um, that Alex Cox was the shooter that he recognized uh, out of the Jeep that belonged to Charles Vallow. It was a green Jeep Cherokee with Texas license plates. He recognized that as his former in-law and he suspected Charles Vallow's killer, Alex Cox, was the one driving that Jeep. Uh, Note, Alex Cox was actually driving a gray 2008 Jeep Wrangler with Texas license plates. This Jeep is also sometimes described as green in court documents. What color was it? Uh, gray. It's gray, but they keep calling it green? Uh, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because of its hue, it looks, it looks green sometimes. February 10th, law enforcement report that they found Tylee Ryan's cell phone with Lori Vallow in Hawaii. So, Lori was carrying around, I, I think it says something. They have, she had both kids' birth certificates. and yeah. And she had uh, Tylee's cell phone. So that's probably where the Venmo payments were going exactly. from. Exactly. There was a Venmo. Yeah, there is a Venmo app on, on the phone. February 11th, Fremont County uh, Office of the Prosecuting Attorney Office denies Fox 10's public records request for the 911 call and report taken in the death of Tammy Daybell and any 911 calls from the Daybell home on 10 The letter cites two justifi- justifications for its denial. 
notwithstanding any statute of rule of court, it, to the contrary, nothing in this chapter, Idaho court, blah, blah, blah. And Wade versus Taylor, the legislative intent underlying the section to prevent the premature disclosure of any information that may compromise an inf investigation. So that's why they didn't give them the records. Um, also, another side note, 10-9-19 was the date Tammy Daybell filed, for, filed a report with the Rexburg Police Department claiming to be shot at by a masked man carrying a paintball gun. It wasn't a paint. That ain't paintball. <laughs> just so you know. Hey, just so y'all know. <laughs> All right, February 12th. Keith Morrison of Dateline is tipped off that Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell had packed their bags and were heading to Mexico. From, Fe wait, from Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Now they're going to Mexico. They were going to go to <clears throat> Mexico. Mm-hmm. Okay. You boys like Mexico. You boys like Mexico. Wow. <laughs> um, so on Valentine's Day, Dateline airs a two-hour special on the case. Where are the children? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows where they at. <clears throat> uh, a couple days later, Lori Vallow and Chad Dayville check out of Kauai Marriott Resort where they had been staying. Same day, Lori Vallow and Chad Dayville are seen in Kauai boarding a plane to Maui. And this is another another strange part of the whole story. Um, Ian Polowski, on, on the same day, Ian Polowski brings his ex-wife his laptop where she found a bizarre note about Melanie and the group she was involved with. Hmm. So Ian is Melanie's new husband. Uh -huh. He's getting a little weirded out now about the whole situation. Hmm. Um, so he... Yeah, he's he's what, well. Wouldn't you though? Lowers his insurance. Fuck. He's Fuck. like, um, what but... kind of shit did I marry into? Yeah. I don't have life insurance. So yeah, so he bought into their whole their whole story at the beginning, and now he's kind of freaking out. And so he starts. At, uh, we'll get into this a little bit later, but he starts e sending emails and stuff to his ex wife, saying, "Hey, protect our kids. I'm worried about them. Um, I don't know what is going on." Anyways. So anyways, uh, so Ian brings his ex-wife the laptop where she found a bizarre note about Melanie and the group she was involved with. February 18th, Lori, Lori Vallow and Chad Daypel returned to Kauai from Maui. So they'd only, they were only gone for two days. They flew to Maui and when they left, I don't know, I, I don't think it said anything, but when they left, they had like a whole bunch of luggage and when they came back, they had hardly any. Because they needed to go to a volcano. And get rid of evidence. To get rid of that. Same day, February 18th, a search warrant was served at Self Storage Plus where Larry Vallow rented a storage unit. Police removed all of the items in the unit. The same day, the Madison County Prosecuting Attorney's Office submits a criminal complaint against Lori Vallow. The, com the complaint alleges five crimes. Two felony counts of desertion and non-supportive dependent children. So... Uh, resisting or obstructing officers, criminal solicitation to commit a crime, and contempt of court. So now um, they've got records. So they've been obviously bugging all their phones and, um, you know, yeah. watch, watching their every step. So the two felony counts of desertion and non-supportive dependent children. Remember that Lori is still collecting Social Security benefits for both of these kids, or for Tylee, I believe, from Charles' death. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so she's still collecting their payments. <clears throat> um and That's it, why she's trying to keep their phone alive, probably, huh? Probably. Fuck. So at this point, they're, they've been they've been bugging their phones. They've been following them around, and they know that she is not sending any money out for the kids. So that's so this has been 
almost three months now that they've been being followed and uh, checked up on. So the, the reason they can charge them with the two felony counts of desertion and non-support of children is because she hasn't, hasn't been supporting her kids for a, a, approximately 90 days at this point, financially. And they can prove that. Yeah. Which, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of uh, Lori Vallow supporters. Not a lot, but there are some. And that's, uh, you know, that they're saying this is all, again, speculation on Idaho's part by not being able to prove, you know, what if she gave a big lump sum to whoever's taking care of him right now to handle her kids while she was in the middle of all this mess. They keep saying, you'll see, when, when the dust settles, you'll see. When the dust settles, you'll, you'll see. So it, it kind of brings a little bit of hope that the kids are still alive and this is just some, it could be a political stunt for Chad to sell books. You know, nobody knows yeah. the reason behind all this. But if the kids are still alive, there's, I, I, I really do think, think there's a, another story behind all this. You know, that we've only heard Kay and, Kay and Larry's side. We haven't heard Lori's. And so I'm kind of excited to see you know, what this is all about. There's, there's a whole nother side to this whole story. Do you think she would? What? Do you, do you think she, sorry, I'm having conversations with myself upstairs. What did you say to yourself so I can answer you? <laughs> yes. I'd like in on this, please. <laughs> Since you're... Can you can include me in our conversation? <laughs> right. <laughs> do you think that she has done this as a ploy to... Like antagonize, push limits, and make book deals. So a couple of things. My personal belief is the kids are dead. Right. Um, she's made comments about them being zombies. Um, everybody who was a zombie has been murdered at this point, or or mistip. They got suspiciously. Wait, what was it? They, they natural cause. They all they all got natural. Yeah, caused. they did get natural cause. So my personal they were belief. Zombies, and you have to kill zombies. Exactly. You can't I have zombies. I remember now. So. In my in my personal opinion, she she said the kids were zombies, so I believe that they were killed. Um, Chad has said the kids are fine, but in in my mind, trying to trying to think like Chad thinks, he thinks that he's been to seventy four different planets at this point through portals. <laughs> so this motherfucker Does can he really be thinking think that, that. Yeah. Oh my god. Lori's been through eighteen or so. It, DMT's a hell of a drug. So in my opinion, I think Chad is saying the kids are fine because they're on another planet. And they're safe as different beings. Or that, they're fine because they were zombies and then we kill them we kill and them. that's how you make them fine. Exactly. So. Fuck. I can't wait till July. I just want July to come and then see what fucking happens. The end of the world. <laughs> yeah. But when it doesn't happen, what the fuck is going to happen? I, I, like I said, I think Lori's sitting in their jail cell like, yep, yeah, fucking Corona. I knew it. I know all. that's what I keep saying. We'll all be and dead then, by July. And then when the death numbers aren't going up as much as she wants it to be, she's like, God, "How is this going to happen by July?" I need July? to get out there and help those coronavirus death numbers. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I need to get out. Raise so, this million. My personal belief is that the kids are dead, but there are again some rumors going around that they're in a underground bunker. That some family unknown family members are taking care of them. There's there's <clears> a lot <throat> of things going around. I personally think the kids are dead. Mm-hmm, I do too. Unfortunately, I, I pray to God I'm wrong. Or if if they are alive, hopefully they're somewhere where they're taken care of and it's not an emotionally... Like a psychologically damaging... Mm-hmm. Like wherever they are, they can be okay. Yep. Well, Idaho, you, Idaho has all those little bunkers and campgrounds, you know. They had that KKK campground there for years and nobody knew about it. Yeah, so maybe the I bet there. I wonder if there. Sorry, that was like all the thoughts coming through <laughs> my head at once. 
I wonder if they're at some sort of retreat type thing. I don't know what to call it. Bunker, I guess. They could with be. other church members of their little cult. The, end that's of the world that's in what July I'm saying. Yeah, they, they, a lot of people believe that there, there's like the prepare to people or um, AVAL. All that stuff, they they think they have a, a secret cult or secret bunker where the kids might be being held, but there's no there's no signs of that. You know, they the um, everything shows that it's just podcasts and like you know there there were a couple of um, pictures of them getting together somewhere and showing like how to how to prepare to live. Um, what's the word I'm thinking? Primitive. Mm-hmm. You know how to live more primitive. How to how to build stuff. How to how to, how to survive without. Um, so there, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of, a lot of rumors going around. They could be training for naked and afraid without knowing it. It could be. Q could have got him. Right. <laughs> I waited for that to happen that day. It didn't happen. Q? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing's happened. I'm getting You mad. had the wrong date. <laughs> um, all right. February 20th. Lori Vallow Daybell, um, her name, now on the timeline, her name switches to Daybell because that's what the arrest record, the arrest warrant has on it. So Lori Vallow Daybell is arrested and taken into custody at 2.30 p.m. by Kauai Police Department. She is held on a $5 million bond pending extradition to Idaho. This is where it gets more fun because it's a lot more, it became more public, mm-hmm. you know, and all the, all the all the news channels are now down, down there reporting on it, so... Um, on the 21st, Lori Vallow Daybell, first court hearing in Kauai. So these are the highlights from her hearing. Vallow Daybell's defense attorney, Daniel Hempe, requests her bail be reduced from $5 million to 10000 Justification for the reduction was Hempe, by Hempe was, we are sitting here with a couple felonies and misdemeanors and a half a million dollar bond. Judge Kathleen Wontanabe kept Vallow Daybell's bail at $5 million. Valo Daybell asserts her right to an extradition hearing to fight extradition to Idaho. That hearing is scheduled for March 2nd. Prosecuting attorney Justin Collar requested Valo Daybell be remanded without bail. Collar requested an identification hearing to be set for March 5th, 2020. Valo Daybell exercised her right to demand a governor's warrant. Hempy allegedly... Hempy alleged that the police officers from Idaho... Idaho questioned Valo Daybell with Kauai police while she was in custody, even though they knew she was represented by counsel. So there's a lot of, oh, another thing that I wanted to add, going back to our last conversation um, about, is she doing this as a ploy or, um, remember that her dad was the illegal lawyer. Lori's dad, remember? Mm -hmm. He was the one who was putting flyers on people's doorbell saying he was a a lawyer and then representing people in court without a a license. Mm Mm-hmm. So he's he's anti-government, anti-law from the get-go, and this is how she was raised. So all of this stuff, they're obviously looking for loopholes. They're looking for any any mistake by the police. Um, her dad's probably coaching her in a lot of this. Um, so this absolutely could be a complete fuck it, like ploy to sue mm-hmm. the state of Idaho, sue the state of Hawaii. Um, it, this could be a huge book deal. You know, I'll buy the fucking book. I. If it comes <laughs> for real, and well, I, 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 know I hate these will. guys. I hate these guys, but I will buy the book. Um, I, t- I just want to know what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to get these guys' side of the story, I, this could be huge. This could be huge for them if this if this is some big overreach by the government. You know, if they're if they're holding her against any constitutional laws or anything like that, this could be a big you know a big payout yeah. for them. 
Um, caller also requested that if Valo de Bell posts bail and has a passport, that she surrender it to Kauai Police Department immediately. Uh, Valo Daybell focused her transformation efforts on new husband Chad Daybell's hair and overlooked training him on how to pick a tie. <laughs> I don't know if you want to put that in there. That was just something that she had. That's, that's amazing. No, that's yeah, it is. at first I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then I was like, she took a dig. Yes, she did. Oh my gosh, listen to this. So Valo Daybell focused her trans- transformation efforts on her new husband Ch- Chad Daybell's hair and overlooked training him on how to pick a tie. Chad, you have a week. To shop and practice. We'll check back on your progress. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So after after that, Lori Vallow is booked into Kauai Community Correctional Center. February 23rd, child custody papers reveal Ian Pawlowski provided statements to law enforcement that Melanie Pawlowski, Brandon Bedro's ex-wife, told him shortly after they married that she conspired with her uncle, Alex Cox, to kill Brandon. Brandon alleges that Melanie was motivated by a $1 million life insurance policy. Melanie's new husband, Ian Palowski, told law enforcement Melanie once said something to the effect of, sometimes children are full of light and then they just go dark. Um, they don't wait, just go dark. Wait, They do if you again. hit them in the head with something. <laughs> what? They do if you smother them with chloroform. <laughs> what did it say again? Sorry. Uh, Melanie's new husband, Ian Pawlowski, told law enforcement Melanie once told her, once said something to the effect of, sometimes children are just full of light and then they just go dark. Yeah, I have so much I could say to that, but it would take forever, so whatever. I really um, just... This is a side note and probably good for legalities, I don't know. Um, but this was modified... Um, Basically, Melanie Boudreaux's attorney uh, issued a statement refuting that Melanie accepted any responsibility. And after that happened, all the news, all the news stories took it down that that was ever said. February 24th, Chad Daybell cancels the lease on the condo in Kauai, Hawaii. The next day, Madison County Prosecuting Office subpoenas Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell's Prince, Princeville landlord, the Kauai Beach Resort and J.J. Vallow's school in Rexburg, Idaho. Kennedy Elementary School. For all parties, they now have until March 9th to have produced all the documents from 8-1-19 to the present. Okay. February 26th. Judge... my birthday. Oh, yeah, it is, huh? Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> in the story. In the timeline. If, birthday. On this day, when the judge did this, yes. happy birthday to you. Yes. February 26th, Judge... Denies Lori Vallow Daybell's second request to lower bond. Vallow Daybell waves right to extradition hearing. She will now return to Idaho to face charges. So after she, uh, after she tried again with a different lawyer to get her bail reduced, they denied it, and so she waived her rights to extradition and the right to be identified, and just admitted that she was who she was. She was who? She is who she says she was. I am who I am. <laughs> and that's all that I am. And that's all that I am. <laughs> Um, so that, so that she could, uh, expedite the extradition process. She wanted to get to Idaho. All right. February, oh, February 29th, because it was leap year. Wow. Oh, I was like, it was leap year this year too. Holy shit. (laughs) Welcome to 2020. There's so many leap years going on. Every four years we have a leap year. So this year and then that year. This year and then the year that this happened. (laughs) 
2020 and the year of Lori Bellow. <laughs> the year. That's, That's probably what it's going to turn into, like f- the fucking decade of the Vallow. Uh-huh. <laughs> so on the 29th, Chad Daybell returns to Rexburg, Idaho. March 4th, Lori Daybell, Lori Vallow Daybell has a status hearing in Kauai, Hawaii before being extradited to Idaho. The next day, Lori Vallow Daybell arrives in Rexburg, Idaho. On the 5th, same day, Lori Vallow Daybell's attorney requests a number of documents from the prosecuting attorney's office. They want all warrants and related documents, communications between law enforcement and media, all court orders, all unredacted police records, all handwritten notes and dispatch tapes, and a full paragraph of somebody writing the caps lock. It must be the the dispatch. It's all in caps lock. Yeah, like their report as they're typing. Yeah. Uh On the 6th, Lori Vallow Daybell is scheduled for an arraignment hearing in Rexburg, Idaho, which we still haven't had. The same day, Lori Vallow Daybell's bond is reduced from $5 million to $1 million by Magistrate Judge Farron Eddins. Because a million's easier to come up with. Apparently not. She's still in jail. <laughs> but if you'd like, donate and... <laughs> Go fund me. Go fund me. Madison County Prosecutor Rob Wood reveals in Lori Vallow... Lori Vallow Daybell's first court hearing in Idaho that Daybell continued to receive Social Security benefits for both kids after she left Idaho without them. March 9th, deadline. Madison County Prosecutor's Office assigns for all parties to comply with subpoenas served by on February 25th. On the 11th, the FBI, Rexburg Police Department, and numerous law enforcement agencies investigating the case related to Lori Vallow and her missing children meet in Salt Lake City to coordinate, review, and share information. All right. Same day, Madison County Prosecuting Attorney Rob Wood and Lori Vallow Daybell's attorneys request to remove or to move preliminary hearing from March 18th and 19th to May 7th and 8th to allow for more time to exchange and review discovery. On the 11th, Lori Vallow Daybell's attorney, Mark Means, so this is her new, her new attorney, Mark Means, files a motion to disqualify Magistrate Judge Eddins, the judge who dropped Daybell's bail from $5 million to $1 million without cause, pursuant to Idaho Criminal Rule 25. So basically, you get the opportunity to rule out one, one judge. So if you don't like the judge, you can rule him out. They ruled him out, even though he reduced her bail. Oh, you didn't reduce it enough? You're fucking out. Yep, you're Bye. done. Which is funny, because this new judge is, is a lot more strict. Well, that's what she yay, gets. Yay, yay the people. That's what she gets. Um, on the 12th, Madison County Prosecuting Attorney Rob Wood objects to Lori Vallow Daybell's motion to disqualify Magistrate Judge Eddins from the case. Same day, Lori Vallow Daybell's attorney, Mark Means, responds to Madison County Prosecuting Attorney Rob Wood's objection, stating that a child protection action he's presiding over could potentially prejudice him against Vallow Daybell. On the 13th, Lori Vallow Daybell has telephonic hearing where three decisions are made. One, Magistrate Judge Farron Eddins agrees to reschedule uh, Vallow Daybell's preliminary hearing for May 8th and May, or May 7th and May 8th. Eddins disqualifies himself from the cause, or without cause, from the case. Vallow Daybell's attorney, Brian Webb, announces he plans to file a motion to withdraw from the case. Edwina Cox, Edwina L. Cox, another fucking Cox. Why Edwina- is everyone Cox in Idaho? It's kind of funny, dude. Everybody's a cox. Well, there's that whole polygamy thing. and yeah. <laughs> Edwina L. Cox. 
who works with Webb's law firm, also withdraws from the case. So now she hired three attorneys. Um, two of them quit on her after this. I would too. If you had to look at that fucking face. Well, not only that, they're, they are saying that um, a lot of rumors, again, speculation, that they shared information and the information that the lawyers got. Um, there's there's a couple reasons why you could withdraw from the case and still have the, the client confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is uh, morals or ethics. Like it, oh. it, that's there's like three of them, and one of them is is if morals and ethics are are a problem. So a lot of people think that Lori told them the truth about what happened, and they immediately withdrew. Oh shit! On the thirteenth, Michelle Radford Mallard is made judge over preliminary hearing for May seventh and eighth, which I love, <clears throat> Judge Mallard. On the 16th, two of Lori Vallow Daybell's attorneys, Brian Webb and Edwina Cox, withdraw from her case. That's the day they officially withdrew. On the 24th, Detective Nathan Moffitt with Chandler Police Department writes in an email to Fox 10 reporter Justin Lum that he is confident CPD Chandler Police Department is getting closer to indicting Lori Vallow for her involvement in the shooting death of Charles Vallow. Dun, dun, dun. More stuff. When was that? What day was that? That was on March 24th. Okay. A couple weeks ago. Wait, this month year? Ago. Month ago. <laughs> Just <yes>. kidding. <laughs> of this year, 2020. Is not last still, year, 2020. Is it still this year? Because <laughs> I don't know. Um, just so, this is just kind of a side note, but um, it's a reminder that 722.20 is the anticipated end of the world in Lori Vallow's mind. Vallow Daybell believed she was a god and allegedly warned her late husband, Charles Vallow, not to get in the way. And he did, and he did, she got and in his way. He, she did she, what she said. She ended his way. So, just so everyone's aware, this is where the timeline ended on March 24th. There's been a lot happened since March 24th, so it'll probably be on a later episode. Yeah, because the, ne- the next couple of weeks are pretty boring. Um, people follow Chad around. That's when he tried to get the trailer house. Yeah. Um, nothing really happened with Lori, because she was in jail. How do you get lipstick in jail? From her fucking, that Edwina Elcox? Well, and also, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, on one of my graveyard shifts about a year ago, I fell, f- fell down a rabbit hole. And this chick was showing how they do makeup in jail and prison. And you can take deodorant and rub it on a page of a magazine and you rub it in, you rub it in and rub it in and it breaks it down like the glossiness mm-hmm. breaks it down and then they rub it on their lips. Or their cheeks to make rouge. Like, I'm going to find the video and I'm going to send it to you just so you know, too. Okay, here's my next question. After quarantine and not hardly wearing makeup at all, except for maybe four times in the last two months, Mm -hmm. why would you want to wear makeup (laughs) in jail? Because she's a vain piece of shit. Because I'm like, yeah. Because she's a self-important fucking wiener. The other day I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to shower and get ready and go. And I was like, maybe I'll put makeup on for the first time in a while. And then I forgot how to do makeup, apparently, because I messed it up. It's not your forte. I just forgot. I forgot how to do it because I haven't been doing it for very long. And I just forgot how to do it. And it was kind of a shit show. So I was glad I didn't see anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this entire being quarantined, isolated, sheltered in place, all this shit. On top of dealing with car accidents and chronic illness and 
homeschooling children and fuck off. I'm going to say, and people might hit me through the microphone now that we've got the swing of homeschool, I really like it. My kids are doing so well. You know what, though? I I have a friend that has been homeschooling her kid since the get-go, from the beginning. And that kid is the most intelligent and well-rounded and just good kid. Well, with Calvin, he's been learning a lot more than just school while he's home. He's... We learned how to hook up a washer and dryer the other day. We're, life skills, dude. Yeah, we're doing These a shit actually, ton of life skills. Life skills is something that I wish they would apply more to instead of giving kids like study hall or mm-hmm. no period or free period. Like, no, dude, give them an option where they can go learn to do their fucking taxes. Yeah, well, I got pretty sick over the last three weeks, so he had to help keep up with everything because I was like, I'll get up, make him breakfast, do homeschool, and then he's got to do... A lot of the rest of the shit to take care of. Because this is a big house to take care of. And then there's a big yard to take care of. I clearly couldn't do it. So he was doing all of it. I'm like, well. And he's not complaining. He likes it. He likes that he's learning stuff. I'm like, that's good. (laughs) Because we be Well, and it's important. Which is, so you guys know, thank you very much for sticking with us. And being so patient while we were getting our shit together. And we are ironing out the kinks. And we are releasing more through the month of May for your ears to make up for 2020. All of it. All of 2020. Because because at this point, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around conspiracies, viruses, UFOs, fucking aliens, and now we have murder hornets. So right now, I feel like... Poor honeybees in Washington. I know, dude. I really just feel like... Too much. You have overstimulated my brain. Oh, I have totally gone off the grid. Like, I barely go on my phone and Facebook, and I don't watch, like, the news or anything. So I feel like I'm so... You just gave me new information about things, because I don't go look at anything anymore. I got so fucking sick of it that I don't even go (laughs) on, on social media and shit hardly at all right now either. I got my screen time report today, and it was way down. I was like, it tells you, it tells you how much I've been involved lately. Oops. Yeah, Sorry. I, I've got. I'm enjoying this quarantine shit way too much. I honestly I like it. There's the only thing that really I have not enjoyed is the fact that our weather has been bogus as fuck, and so being outside has not been as much of an option, and. The things that I used to do to relieve stress, stress, stress. my stress, beneficiary, <laughs> stressed are you? But things that I used to go do to relieve stress or like have my alone time have not been been available. They're not available because they're stressed. To the church, church. To the church of Jesus Christ of church. Jatterday George. <laughs> I did learn how to do my own nails. I was pretty upset when I had to take mine off. Because they had grown out and started to lift hard. And I can't... Dude, I, my job does does not play with quarantine nails. So one of them broke. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and take these they off. They all going. And they were okay for a minute. And then... Sanitizer, hand washing. Haven't had a manicure in a... Oh, my kids calls are like... Oh, pig's age. Dog's age? age? Like, what is this saying? I have no idea. A cow's butt. And a dog's age. I can't remember. It's an age. Anyway, my hands look very um, peasanty. 
I noticed that earlier. They looked like moms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're peasant. You're peasant. peasant. You need Shoshi. Shoshis. I know. And my cuticles are tore up and my nails are really short and like weak right now. So I learned how to do my Crack own hold. nails, but it takes me like two hours That's to do them. Whores come in. <laughs> whores. Whores. All the so, thank you guys for sticking around. Here we go. Continuation. Part two. And we'll have part three here in about three to six months. The way we're rolling. No, just kidding. In a week. We'll catch you on the flip side, motherfucker. Motherfucker. So, you know, maybe don't. Trying to tell you a story, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> soul, motherfucker. Uh, you motherfucker. I'm trying to be your valentine. <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, I don't come up with the good sayings. No They're all huh? lame. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. See you later. See you later. Stay out of... No. Uh, so maybe, maybe um, don't use deodorant lipstick. Mm-hmm. It's bad for your lips. Mm-hmm. And stay out of chalk lines. Wait, you said that too fast. Oh. I wasn't ready. And? Say and. And uh, stay out of chalk lines. Goodbye. It's all, folks. <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs>